Let's talk about the healing power of the word new. Nope. <laughs> We're going to dive into that today. I am so glad that you're here. If you can master this one concept that we're gonna talk about today, I just know that your life is gonna improve for the better, for the good. That you are gonna be able to handle the toxic and dysfunctional people and situations in your life with ease and grace. You're gonna be able to attract mutually beneficial relationships that are consistent and stable and drama-free, amen. That is my aim for you, of course, always with Healthy Relationships with Heidi Rain, is we wanna give you the tools, the resources, and the education that you need to break toxic dis, uh, dysfunctional cycles of behavior for good. And that's our aim. So we're going to dive right into it. Now, I imagine that you're thinking, yeah, she's going to have a conversation about boundaries. And I'm going to look, I know I'm going to line up all the people in my life, all these toxic, dysfunctional people, and I'm going to knock them down one by one with my powerful no. And I'm going to set the stage. And haven't you done that already? Haven't you had many times in your life where you have a toxic or dysfunctional person and you say to them, hey, no, this is my boundary. This is my bottom line. But why do they, but, but what happens? They end up, they continually cross your boundaries over and over again because you are missing this one key component to being able to, to reclaim that sacred no, have it stick so that you are in charge of your life and you get your power back. Now, I'm gonna to talk to you about that one mind switch that we need to make in order to have effective boundaries for the rest of our lives. And I promise you, if you can get your head around this and really adopt it as part of your life, you, your life will change for the good, for the better, forever. Because it's something that you have to come home to over and over again. It's one simple concept. Uh, but it's something if you continually come home to, you will have drama-free relationships moving forward. And most people miss this one thing. Most people search boundaries here or wherever they are thinking, okay, I'm going to learn how to set a boundary and you know, you do it. And I have lots of videos on boundaries as well. And lots of uh, talks on boundaries. Some of the best I think there are on how to set boundaries. Why don't, why doesn't it work sometimes? Why are you left scratching your head and going, I followed the formula. I knew like the language to use, right? Hey, Johnny, when you treat me this way, I feel devastated, hurt, frustrated, confused. Uh, I want to have a drama-free relationship. If you continue to treat me this way, I will fill in the blank, leave, remove myself from the conversation. Now we can look at this scenario and you probably have the first few steps down pat right? You know how to say, Hey, when you do that thing, that's fucked up. I don't like that. Makes me feel like this. So stop doing that. And if you continue to do this, then I'm going to do this. Where is the problem? Where is the disconnect? You got it. It's in the, I'm going to do this because why did the narcissist cross the road? Because they thought it was a boundary. So many times the boundary is not working because we're not working. Why do we stay stuck? Why do we keep struggling? Why do we have people continually crossing our boundaries? Because the one place we need to set a boundary that we haven't done it yet, and the one person we need to say that sacred no to the most is right here. It's us. Let me explain what I mean. 
I had a lifetime full of people crossing my boundaries and hurting me. I think I was born into a boundaryless situation. There was alcohol in my family dynamic. There was abuse in my family dynamic and my boundaries were continually crossed. I had no personal power. I had no say about how I was being treated on a daily basis. I would make noise or I would placate. I would try to what we call dance into these codependent behaviors, right? Put on a mask and try to dance and do, a, do whatever I needed to do and be who I needed to be so that I would stop getting hurt. And I learned in order to have a boundary um, uh, stuck to, if that was ever such a thing in my life, which it wasn't, but if I was going to have any kind of success with a boundary, I needed to be somebody else and pretend to be somebody else in order to be okay. And that's the opposite of what a boundary is. A boundary is people are going to do what they're going to do and you decide if you want to be a part of it or not. And most people don't set boundaries that set ultimatums or loose preferences. Hey, I, I want you to stop doing that thing so bad that you're doing to me. But, and if you continue to do it, I'm going to break up with you knowing damn well, you're not going to break up. You're not going to leave. And so why do we do that? Because we believe if I just threaten somebody who's dysfunctional or toxic or alcoholic or addicted, that I'm going to leave, that will be enough to stop them from whatever trajectory they're on, a path of destruction, and we're in the way of it, right? We think that's enough to stop it. But the truth is, it's not enough because love has nothing to do with dysfunction, addiction, and toxicity. That is a psychological component. That is something somebody else is wrestling with that has nothing to do with your value. But we get that confused. And so we continue to try to hustle and scramble to say, what can I do to make them stick to my boundary? That's the wrong way to think about this. That is the wrong way to look at this. And that is a struggle bus to nowhere for, for the rest of your life. What you need to do instead is think, what is my sacred no within? What am I no longer willing to settle for or tolerate me that if somebody behaves the way they behave, they're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, they're out to lunch, they're spinning a tornado around me. What am I going to do? Am I going to learn how to be inside of the tornado and try to be nice to the tornado and talk to it and be like, oh, you're so, you're so interesting. Wow. Look at all of your spin. You know, no, I'm going to say, Hey man, I don't like tornadoes. I'm out of here. I don't, I don't want to be in a tornado. Okay. So for you, it's the same thing. You can coax somebody into try to people please your way into somebody respecting your boundaries, or you can try to manipulate them or whatever it is, or you can decide once and for all that you're not going to bend over backwards, placate and be somebody you're not in order to get somebody love, respect and care for you. What would that be like? Well, the first step is to reclaim your sacred no inside. What are you no longer willing to settle for or tolerate? And you have to mean it. Now, I know for me, I had a lot of dysfunction in my life. In my 20s and in my early 30s, I was a bit of a train wreck. And I would get into these relationships where the ones that wanted me, I didn't want them. And the only ones I wanted were the ones who didn't want me. And we would chase each other back and forth. And I was in a very long-term relationship with somebody like that where I was constantly struggling to get them to pick me over and over again. And of course, it, it would work for a minute and then go right back and set a boundary and an ultimatum and kept just... It, it wasn't working. It was a nightmare. And so what I realized in very short order was one of the reasons that I was struggling so much is because I was going back on what I wanted in my head over and over again, many, many times. And I was doing that because I, I didn't have a clear mind. 
And when I looked at it and I examined and I said, okay, what's the one thing that I could say no to that I'm no longer willing to settle for or tolerate? It was these dysfunctional relationships. And at the root, at the core of all that dysfunction was actually my use of alcohol. And that was one area in my life that I needed to set a, a standard for myself, a sacred no, that I am unwilling to subject myself to losing my mind and, and doing things out of character and being in relationships and settling or calling up the ex after, or texting after I've had one too many and finding myself in these situations over and over again. So this, this might not be your situation. There might be something else that you need to have one sacred no to. But for me, it started with alcohol. I, at least if I was going to have a healthy relationship, I needed to have a healthy mind. If I was going to make good decisions, I needed to have a good mind, a consistent, if I was going to have consistent relationships, I needed to have a consistent mind. And that, that meant I had to a sacred no to myself. Now, what is a sacred no? A sacred no has no confusion in it. It's not a, I'll try. It's not a, we'll see what happens. It is an absolute. It is a sacred no. And for me, I didn't want to wake up every single morning and have to say no again or have it be hard or white knuckle it. And I didn't line up with a lot of traditional methods to stop drinking. I had been drinking, binge drinking for many, many, many years. I was one of those functioning, high achieving uh, binge drinkers, right? Where I would go out and party and lose my ever loving mind and wake up and have a green smoothie, you know, go to the gym and pretend I'm, I'm perfect, you know, and then drink my face off and pretend I'm perfect again. And so for me, I, I wanted, I didn't want to struggle. I wanted it to be over and done. And so I use a lot of the methodology that I teach in my programs for overcoming codependency in uh, overcoming, um, addiction or binge drinking disorder or substance use disorder. And I applied those because codependency is an addiction to a person instead of a substance, right? So for you, I'm saying I had to quit alcohol because that was the driving addiction that was fueling my codependence. For you, likely if you keep getting sucked into a toxic or dysfunctional person and your boundaries aren't working, you are addicted to that person and you have codependency issues. And so my program that I run, my toxic relationship recovery program is all about healing and detaching and healing those wounds so that you can have that sacred no. It's a 12 week step-by-step process to reclaim that sacred no, all the things you know are longer willing to settle for in your life and the things that you are only signing up for, the standard that you've raised from this point forward. So I have to say that once I did that first sacred no to myself, the other sacred no's become so much easier. You know, even in the most difficult relationships, you know, I've been alcohol free for 12 years as I'm re- uh, recording this message today for, for 12 years. And I, that was it. When I made that decision that day, that was a sacred. No, it was no more. Never again. It's not like, uh, maybe we'll see what happens. I took it off the table forever. Now, like John Maxwell, my mentor for, uh, I've studied with a long time has said, you make that decision once and you manage that decision daily. So whatever it takes for you to manage that decision. And for me, there are things that I need to do daily to make sure that I'm taking really good care of myself and not craving or wanting to do self-destructive behavior, right? So for you, when you keep going back on a boundary and you keep on allowing that toxic or dysfunctional person back into your life, that's a form of uh, self-destruction. That's a form of self-sabotage. Those are symptoms 
that the root is within us. It's a story we tell ourselves about the life we believe we deserve, the love we believe we're allowed to have. And if you don't rectify that wounding, you will continue to have people cross your boundaries for the rest of your life. I can give you the formula. I can tell you exactly what to say, but if you haven't resolved and rectified within the shit you are no longer willing to tolerate or settle for, you will continue to have your boundaries crossed for the rest of your life. You need to do that internal work. It feels different, you know, and, and then what happens is when somebody crosses your boundaries, it feels different. You get to that point where you just, you're not invested. You don't care. You don't go crazy that they're not picking or choosing you. You just go next. All right. And after I made that decision about alcohol, I had to set other boundaries in my life with some pretty difficult people, people that are supposed to love you and you're supposed to love and family members and things like that, where it's like really tough. You know, I was, God, I don't want to, should I, is this the right thing to do? Should I walk away? Should I keep trying? Is what does a good daughter do? What does a good mom do? What does a good wife do? And so on and so on. And so when you have that sacred no as your compass, every decision in your life becomes a lot easier. We agonize less. I'll tell you what's missing once you have that sacred no is guilt. You don't get guilty feelings for standing up for yourself anymore. You don't have that internal battle of picking other people over for yourself anymore and being the sacrificial lamb, throwing yourself on the fire of self-destruction over and over and over again. I want for you that absolute clarity where you know, moving forward, what you're available for, what you could say, sure, that sounds good. What's a hell yes. And what's a hell fucking no from this point forward. And I want to help you make that distinction in your life. Now, if you want to go the whole way, and you want to join us in one of our 12 week uh, programs where you can learn uh, where this problem came from with this boundary crossing, the self-destructive, self-sabotage kind of behavior, why you are tolerating and settling for what you are in your relationships. Because if you want to learn that, because look, I know you're successful in other areas of your life. Me too, honey. I, I was very successful as well, but relationships is the one place where all of our shit shows up. So if you want to learn about that and get to the root and figure all that out so you can be done with that and it's finally gonna be your turn. You get to have it all. You get to have your career, your business, and your love. And you know, you don't have to, it's not one or the other. You get to have it all, but it's a decision within first. It's a sacred decision within, and that healing power of no will carry you through the rest of your life. It's not so much important what you say yes to. It's more important what you say no to. All right. I hope you say yes to me so that you can start on your journey, a journey of healing and well-being. I'd love to be your Sherpa to guide you over the mountains through this uh, process and, and, and start the journey with you. Now, if you're curious about doing that and that sounds great to you, go over to HeidiRain.com and learn about uh, our programs. You can look around over there, have a look at the modules, the course, what it looks like. I have two different courses available and you can always schedule a complimentary consultation as well. If you want to talk to me personally and see if we're a good fit, we do need to do a mutual interview. I have a screening process to make sure that anybody that comes into our group is committed. They are ready for change. They are uh, committed to themselves and the process and they're, they're stable. They're successful in some areas of their lives. It's just relationships is that one area that pre prevents them from having it all. I look forward to helping you. And of course, as always, take excellent care of yourself and love yourself first. See you soon. Bye-bye.